0: to the Happiness Injection with me, Sinéad. Woo! I'm going to get you off your head with happiness without drugs or alcohol It's still COVID-19 <laughs> And we are about 5 podcasts away from being 100 podcasts 100 happiness injections And still people are miserable and Me included during COVID-19 the first 6 weeks <laughs> But today, as I record this, I have finished a book I've been writing so I'm changing my mindset because I want to know like I want to record what went right during COVID-19 so that in the future it what you're gonna hear all the horror stories of COVID-19 but I want to talk about what's going right okay and what's going right is it's given me time to finish a book I've been writing for two years two years now Here's the other thing, okay, I actually got it over the line and getting it over the line is the toughest bit that nobody ever talks about. If you go on social media or even to, to conferences with motivational speakers like myself, that's, so that's kind of what I do, but I don't lie. <laughs> and I try to walk my walk and talk my talk, okay, but people say write a book, everybody's got a book in them, you must write a book don't do it okay because it's harder than it seems oh my goodness the things now while I was writing it I realized I got my first ever published book in 2010 again that took 10 months of writing and I worked full time and it was so difficult to do and I had four young children like Jasmine is the oldest one she would have been 13 in 2010 and so they would have been 13 12 11 and 10 and I was working full time and writing this book. Okay. So the time factor, like that, it takes because you think you can write. Everybody thinks they can write. Okay. But then when you write and you send in, I remember sending in my first draft to my publisher and he was like, Really? <laughs> and the other thing is, <laughs> he sent it back and he was like, No. This is how you write a book. And he taught me from there. But again, it took months of work. And I don't want to put you off if you have got a book, but find someone else to write it. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? The other thing is, it it takes a dedication. I always remember a friend of mine who, who, again, is a published author. We were writing books together. And I was like, "It's my eyes are bleeding, like it's killing me. And he said... This is what sets you apart from other people. Everybody says they've got a book in them, but you can actually write one and get it over the line. (laughs) And this is the bit that makes me laugh when I see people saying it. Oh, during COVID-19, like write a book. I'm just thinking of all those people who started and then went on the COVID emotional roller coaster of change up and down and up and down. Now... I actually am so fortunate because I have my mom who is a mechanical type of person. She is system. She was a head teacher. She she is so good with systems that she says she couldn't write a book. But when she does it with me, she is actually writing a book because she proofreads it. She corrects the terminology. She like rewrites bits that don't make sense. And, you know, just to just to give myself a Big up and blow my own trumpet, but it's 75,000 words, okay? 75,000 words, and I've wrote every single one of them! Just saying. But the other thing is like what people don't appreciate as well if you've ever done an essay for college or for university or a dissertation, if you haven't, you're so lucky. Because you have to write something called a bibliography and today I wrote my bibliography. It's the worst bit I absolutely hate it. It took me four or five hours to write. I was like my eyes again were just bleeding In fact, I was having to take them out and roll them in vodka just to get through and My friend who's a doctor um Came round and she said, Shanette, why don't you just download this app and you put all the references in it does it? <laughs> I just spent five hours. <laughs> Do you think I wanted to smack her head off the wall? I did. I'm only joking if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't do it anyway because we have to social distance so you can't smack anyone's head off for a while. So bibliographies okay there's a lot of words about bibliographies that I can't say but the hardest part was getting it over the line. But guess what about five minutes ago I finished and I thought I'm going to record a podcast about a podcast. I can't even talk. <laughs> I realized so many things like I've got like a little room in my house and um, where I do my writing where I've been in lock and locked down in lockdown writing this book every day for the past two weeks. Um and you almost need to live like a perfect life. You need not to have to cook a chicken dinner or you need to not have your children coming in and out of your bedroom going, Mom, blah blah, 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 because you're like, I'm trying to write! <laughs> and you know, a lot of dinners I've been burning these past two weeks, but today the chicken I put it on slow. <laughs> you, I think as well, like you almost need to if you want to be an author. Like I see um Robin Sharma on Instagram, and he's amazing. But he like he he's like just so like he's got this lovely life in Canada with trees, and and he can go out, and and I'm locked in. <laughs> he's writing his book. And he's he's posting pictures of this beautiful white file and all these little tabs. If you've seen my study, it's just covered in paper. I write notes all up. I've got like post-it notes and then they all fallen off and then I can't find them. And... um, I even started writing on bits of like cards that I have found, and now I've finished. My bin is just uh, like uh, like just so full, ready to go in the paper recycling. But I don't even want to do that because what if the bin man takes my ideas and writes the book quicker? <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that people don't realise is if you you go back to the beginning, and we did this. We've we've my mum and I have had like a Zoom meeting every day. Um, to discuss like this is what I'm gonna do today, this is what I'm gonna do. You need somebody to get you over the line because honestly, if you're like me and you're really creative, I've got loads of ideas and I'm really creative, but I just can't get over the line. My mum has literally dragged me. I think in... Once upon a time, my mum thought it was a really good idea. My mum was like a really good runner and she was doing about half marathons and she decided that it would be a good idea if I did the Great North Run, right? And I can't run, I can't. I just, I'm just. i not going to lie. Like People say, oh, no, you're just saying that. No, I can't. And you can ask my trainer, Gordon. He will tell you, Jeanette can't run. When I'm running, he goes, Jeanette, you're just not made for running, right? I'm not. It's just, <laughs> I, think, I I don't know what I was made for. Happiness, that's what I was made for. And running doesn't bring me happiness. I know it probably brings you happiness but you've also probably got a really tight bum but I haven't so she said I can't even remember what was. Yeah. So she said, let's do the Great North Run. Okay. So so I know that the podcast director will be crying, laughing because she runs. And so we're doing the Great North Run. Like I trained. I think I did train for it. I think I did. I did train for it, actually. But on the day, I wasn't very well. Um, and my mum thought I was making it up because I didn't want to do it. So we set off in the crowd and we're running. From the moment we set off, I was so poorly. Every time I put my foot down, I hurt. I did actually have a kidney infection and I probably shouldn't have actually done it. But my mum, I cried most of the way. <laughs> and then literally, if you've ever been to uh, South Shields where it where the Great North Run finishes, you like run round and then you run up the prom, I was literally sobbing. And my mum was dragging me. <laughs> and that... <laughs> I said to her, I am never ever doing a run ever again and then you'll be proud to know I've stuck to that but after you've wrote a book and the person is dragging you over the line you will say I am never writing a book again you will say that but then yesterday or even this morning when I was out walking and I talked to my mum um on the phone while I'm walking because obviously she's in a shielded lockdown um and if you don't know what that is, uh, because you're listening in the future, then that's where they have to be locked down for 12 weeks and they can't even go out of their houses. Um, and she, I said to her, oh, I've thought of this. Like when I was writing that chapter 10, which is about kindness, I said, there is a book in that about da-da-da. She went, oh, my goodness, have you just said <laughs> there's a book in that. And that's the thing. Once you've written one, never ever write another one. You'll be pleased to know I've got loads of books and and actually just stick to children's books. They're shorter and much more fun. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I'm going to go and have a long, luxurious bubble bath to celebrate the book being finished. Three cheers for the two years of writing. Hip, hip, hooray. Hip, hip. Oh no, hold on That's only draft one It's going to go to the publisher first And then it gets sent back again So let's not celebrate too early But let's celebrate that I actually got it over the line Thanks for listening Let me know at Bass and Jeanette What you're thinking And what's going on for you right now When you're listening to this And subscribe because You will get my podcast straight away As soon as they are released happiness injections for your ears see you next time bye